Hello and welcome to the September 24th, 2018 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It is awesome to be with you today. And of course, it is wonderful to have you here with me as well. So here we are on a Monday afternoon, at least in Mr. Joe's neighborhood time. And I started recording actually about 10 minutes ago, which may seem a little odd since we're only exactly 55 seconds into our podcast. And I say that because I had a phone call come through when I started recording 10 minutes ago, and it was my mother. And no matter how hard I tried to refrain from not listening to the message, I could not help myself. And it disturbed me so much, not necessarily the message itself, although there were certainly some things on there that I could have done without, um... It just, it messed me up so bad, guys, when I started doing my introduction and the call came through and I ended up re-recording. I mean, she just gives me so much agita, if that's the word. I just remember hearing that word a lot growing up, agita. (laughs) So I got a lot of agita. And of course, her her message was double-checking to see that I had a nice weekend because she hasn't heard from me and she called me before the weekend And she wants to check in about this coming weekend, whether we can go to dinner. And she made sure to throw in that it was her anniversary, you know, I guess, which is a dig saying that I didn't call her on her anniversary. I mean, at this point, she wouldn't even know when my anniversary would be with my wife. So just who cares at this point in time? Call for your birthdays. That's fine. And you know what? Me and my sister still wish each other a happy anniversary, so... If you remember, you remember. And it's great if you remember things like that. But when it's too much pressure on you, where you're going to be judged and ridiculed, if, God forbid, you're late in calling. And what I mean by late is if it's not the proper daytime call, then all of a sudden, you know, you're in her doghouse. So I just can't be bothered. Um, But I have a lot to report on over this past weekend, and of course, like I said, it's Monday, and I will say this, the very ending of my weekend, which would have been yesterday, was actually quite amazing. had a real, real amazing end to my weekend, a weekend that I ultimately did not think was going to end the way that it did, and I guess I'll get to that part at the very end, because it's actually some really good news that I'd like to share with everybody. So we'll get to that at the end, and just know, in the interim, there'll be a there'll be a pleasant uh, story coming your way. So that's the good thing. Now, if we recall as to last week, we we spoke a little bit about the pressured speech. We had a podcast, and if you have not listened to that yet. Um, you don't have to necessarily go back, just a quick update. Um, I was experiencing some very severe pressured speech, which we ultimately decided was a trip into mania land. 
And ultimately, that mania kind of moved into what we call a mixed episode, whereas the mania somewhat decreased and all of a sudden a little bit of a depressive state started to in- insert itself. And of course, the end result is a mixed episode. Well, I'll tell you this. Something went terribly, terribly wrong this weekend. But let's start with Friday night. If we're going to review the entire weekend, we might as well start with Friday night. And I will say that Friday night was actually a really good night. You would think that I'd be a little bit more excited over the fact that we really had nothing to do. I had gone to the gym Friday morning. There was um, no work for my wife. I was going straight home, could eat dinner together and, um, you know, just enjoy our night. And I believe we did, for the most part, we went out to dinner and that was relatively okay. Um, And then I came home and I don't know. It was a good night, but I had a little bit of, um, I I don't know what the word is, like a blah kind of feeling, which was actually really ramped up and ended up changing by the time the night ended because me and my wife actually had a very pleasant evening together. We had a romantic evening. We spent some time together, which we normally don't do. And I will say this, that it resulted in me going to bed probably about an hour and a half later than I normally do. So does that play into the next couple of days? By all means, possibly. Who knows? Or is it possible that we just have bipolar disorder and we function very differently than everyone else? Fast forward to Saturday, and I went to the gym in the morning. It wasn't a 5.30 gym extravaganza. It was about uh, 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning. And after my workout, which I actually had a very decent workout, I came home and one of the first things that I noticed the moment I walked into the house was I was extremely anxious, more anxious than usual. And I have to tell you, I have not taken a clonopin in quite some time. As a matter of fact, I didn't take one on Saturday either, which is good news because apparently I was able to work through it, but... You know when you get to that point where you just kind of forget when the last time was that you took a medication that you're supposed to take as needed? Well, that's how long it's been. It's been a long time, which indicates to me that I really have not been very anxious for quite some time. But I had that feeling of anxiety that instantly took over. And of course, when you're anxious the last thing you want to do is get instructions from your wife in regards to how your day is going to go because, quite honestly, when I'm anxious like that, I'm barely able to think a minute ahead of time. I am just dealing with the moment in that particular time and I can't even think about what I'm supposed to do in the next minute, let alone the next hour or four hours. And This woman's got it all figured out. And one of the things that she wanted to do was she wanted to paint in the backyard. We have an oil tank in Mr. Joe's backyard. And it's an above-ground oil tank. Um, And basically, when we moved in, it was one of the only things that the home inspection outlined in the inspection report. Not that it was in bad shape, because it's actually in relatively good shape, but... 
he mentioned the fact that it was black and the fact that the heat during the summer months would basically shine down on it and he just didn't like the whole idea of that making that oil tank in a black color very hot and i will say when it was hot out you would walk by that thing and it was like an oven so he was right it definitely gave off a lot of heat would it have damaged anything that's hard to say i don't know if it would have damaged the oil tank i don't know if it does something to the oil uh, i'm not really sure but that was his write-up on our inspection report and we both agreed that at some point in time when we got a cool day we would get some paint and we would paint it a nice almond color which we did a few about a week ago we picked up all the paint that we wanted to do we want to paint the radiator in our bathroom because clearly when they redid the home they did not use the correct paint that belongs in a bathroom because now it's rusting and peeling and all stuff like that we would like to redo all our moldings because of the fact that the dogs are destroying everything well when i say everything the back door and the front door they will scratch a lot of time so we actually purchased these pet protectors so we're going to redo everything and then put these protectors over the spot where they scratch and hopefully they'll just scratch on that part and there's a couple of moldings we want to do i want to do my daughter's air conditioning i have to um, fix that, uh, basically put in some, um, some, I forget the word, dear God, that, 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 um, that mixture, that little stuff that you put around the bathtub. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, corking, like a little corking around her air conditioning. Cause at one point I had to rip it out of the wall when there was a bird nest in there. We moved into that condition. Uh, because they installed the air conditioning wrong. There was a big space on top because they decided to put a window air conditioning into a wall. That's all another story. So I fixed that, and now i got to kind of clean it up where I popped it back in. So I know I went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but the ultimate moral of the story is my wife wanted to paint the oil tank. And my job, because I do not like to paint at all, was to simply hang around with my son. And, you know, normally that's not a, that's not a task. That's not an issue. I do it all the time. I love being with my little guy, Mickey. So it's a completely normal task. It's not, I'm not a babysitter. I'm not a caregiver. I'm his father. Well, I'll tell you this. On Saturday, while she painted and I quote-unquote watched my son, I was absolutely lost. 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 Uh, and what I mean by that is everything my son wanted to do, throw a ball, hit a ball, play catch, go down the slide, whatever it was, as he would drag me around the backyard, I was just my feet were dragging. And I would literally say, oh, every time he would pull me up, I'd say, oh, God. That would be my words. Oh, dear God, I have no energy. Mickey, where are you taking Daddy? Daddy can't even move. All I wanted to do was sit in the swing, out of the sun, and not do a thing. And he would not allow me to do that. So, you know, I worked through it. I was certainly not happy about it. But I, I did what I had to do, and she painted. So, after painting... Um, 
which she had to do and go out and do a second coat, which is a whole nother story. We'll get to that in a minute. In between that, uh, Mickey took a nap, and right around the tail end of his nap, of course, I get the text message from the ex-wife. I need us to square away extra uh, expenses from August. <laughs> I've been asking her for weeks. Where are your extra expenses? I have mine. Where are yours? And she always seems to um, stall on the months where I spend more than her because she don't want to have to write me out a check. So she'll wait and wait and wait until she thinks that it gets even. But that's a whole nother story. She certainly would have owed me money. But now I guess because she signed him up for a basketball team, she probably has more expenses than I do, which me having to owe 66% of all extra expenses tells me that I'm going to have to owe her money. So, which by the way, her signing up for basketball shouldn't even count because it was done in September. And by court of law during our divorce decree, she is only allowed to give me those expenses at the end of the month. But she decided to roll in all of August that she completely missed. Of course, demanding her money, which is just like her, considering the fact that on Sunday, even though it was not my weekend with my children because she had a party that she asked to take them to for um, her side of the family on Saturday, I was picking them up for Sunday for the very special event that was taking place on Sunday. So I guess she figured that, hey, he's driving here, maybe I could grab a little extra money, which by the way, guess what? I forgot to give her the check when I picked the kids up and dropped them off. So, oh well, it is what it is. But it's almost like even though she has no control over me and no bearing on my life, Things like that get me worked up, and not because I owe her the money or because I shouldn't do what I have to do, but because it's it's so late now into the month of September, and one of the reasons why the court system insists that we do this right at the end of the month and not wait is because you start to lose track of all the things that you did, and Mr. Joe's brain is not with it lately, and I'll tell you this, I lost the contact lens receipt, and I'm not ever like this. I'm very, very responsible. But I guess everything that was going on with my job, I mean, literally, I took my daughter to get her contact lenses, um, you know, around my birthday, right in the midst of losing all this employment. So God only knows what I did with the contact lens receipt. I signed my son up for soccer. Um, That receipt was easy. But um, there was one other receipt, oh, for my son's medication. And of course, because my insurance was canceled, when I went online to look at the medications that I ordered, they wouldn't let me log in. So that's a whole nother story. So here I am now freaking out over things that really don't matter because all I have to do necessarily is tell her, you know, what I spent because she usually believes me. If Well, I believe her. Let's, I've never not presented her with a receipt in all the years that we've been divorced. Meanwhile, she used to provide me with fake receipts until I caught her. But because I always insist on seeing her receipts since that incident, I felt like it was my duty to make sure that I produced the correct one. So there I was on the fo- on the phone with the pharmacy trying to get a copy, which I would only be able to get a mail order to me, a mailed copy to me. They couldn't let me log in. So I'm getting all these receipts. And when you're in an anxious state of mind and you're pretty much losing it to begin with, all of that seems incredibly hard to do. 
So I had a really, really difficult time making those phone calls. It was nearly impossible. And of course, in the middle of it, uh, my wife goes out for the second coat of paint. And my son is now woken up from his nap. And I'm thinking that he's going to go outside and hang out there. No, that wasn't good enough. He wanted to come in. So she brings him in. I'm on the phone. He's hysterical crying because he wants to go out, even though he just came in. And if now, for those of you who understand bipolar disorder and the sensitivity that we have to sounds, well, now, unfortunately, everything is just is literally making my brain shake. But I'm being patient. I get off the phone with the pharmacy and I say, all right, listen, we're going outside. So I shut down the TV, I take him outside, she's painting, and all of a sudden I look and one of the dogs starts to poop. <laughs> so we keep a, um, a slew of dog bags on our furniture table, on our outside patio table, that we just grab and pick it up, you know, it's one of those smell bags that, so you don't smell anything, and I look, and there's nothing there, and of course I'm, you know, now I'm agitated, and when you're agitated over the littlest things, where the hell are the bags? You know, like it's the end of the world. Meanwhile, I knew it was my wife who put them somewhere else. I don't believe this, you know. Uh, relax, they're inside. So I say, well, listen, the dog pooped. Um, I'll be right back. I'm going to get the bags. And, um, you know, she, as I uh, go get the bags and I come out, side she's walking towards me with her with him in her arms and paint all over her hands and she turns and she says I can't do anything because I have paint all over me he just stepped in poop I'm like oh my god so now you guys could only imagine <laughs> what what is ready to go on in my head and I gotta tell you even up until today which was two days later my heart is absolutely broken over the way that I spoke to my son. Because I ripped him out of her hands, put him in the bath, tried washing his feet. Why would you do this? I mean, this is a 17-month-old kid. He has no idea, okay? I don't believe you, mother effer. I didn't call him one, okay? I would never call him. I don't effing believe this. I'm cursing about the situation. Now, I look in the drain... And my wife never cleared out her hair properly, so, and I have a little hair guard there, and she just never cleaned it out. So what's happening now is all the bath water is not draining properly, and we have a tub full of poop water. So I said, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. So now I had to pick him back up, clean the bathtub, put him outside again. She's yelling because she can't touch him because she's got paint all over. I said, just wait, let me clean the bathtub. And I'm, now, I'm, now I'm literally like crying while I'm cleaning the bathtub. And I'm sure you guys can envision all this. And again, it's not the biggest deal in the world. I don't believe this. My life, I can't believe it. So I clean it. I go get him. I bathe him. I put him in. And um, that's that. So that's over and done with. And then finally, my wife is done with the painting. And... Oh, I'm sorry. I messed up the whole story. No wonder why I couldn't remember bathing him. When, after I cleaned the poop out of the tub, my wife was outside with him and she says, you know what? I'm going to take him in the shower with me because I have paint all over myself. I said, okay, good. Thank God. Take him in. Clean the poop, clean the paint. 
And she said, could you just clean up this, you know, the area? I'm all done. Came out beautiful. So I go and I take the, the paintbrush. And, you know, she's telling me that she couldn't get any of the paint off her. And I didn't think twice about that. So I go into the laundry room where there's a slop sink while, while she's showering with him. And I start to rinse the paint, paintbrush. All of a sudden, I start to realize that nothing is coming off the paintbrush. And it's becoming increasingly harder and more stiff. And all of a sudden, the paint is now all over my hands, all over the slop sink, and I can't get it off anything. And why is it happening? It's because it's an oil-based paint. And I didn't even put two and two together. You can't wash that stuff off. So now, I have a new pair of shorts on. They're filled with paint that's splattering all over, completely ruined. One of my favorite tank tops, completely ruined. Sink, basically ruined paintbrush has to go in the garbage and what is Mr. Joe doing this entire time? I am screaming at the top of my lungs, raging mother effa, I can't believe this has happened to me for a paintbrush that I'm going to throw out anyway. Now my mind's racing. I'm thinking all of, about the money that I spent on the paintbrush which probably couldn't have been more than 10 bucks I mean, who cares? My clothes, my this, my that. And now, now I'm asking God, why? I'm screaming at God saying, God, why? Why did you do this to me? Like, like it, almost like he struck me with lightning. I mean, worrying about everything and anything that you could ever imagine. So, ultimately, I left everything in the sink. Tried to throw out whatever I could cleaned up the area with paint all over me, tried to get the paint off, couldn't. And finally, my wife figured out that nail polish removal was able to get everything off. I tried scrubbing for over 45 minutes until we figured this out. Um, so you could only imagine me scrubbing and crying <laughs> and her saying, please stop, it's going to be okay. And of course, my son crying over everything as well because he senses all the agitation and the impatience and the tension so finally, I get it all off, and I don't know. We get through the rest of the day, and I, I basically could not wait to get to sleep, which I did. We finally got to sleep. I think I was sleeping by 8 o'clock that night. So fast forward to Sunday. Sunday, I woke up, and I got to tell you, um, I didn't go to the gym Sunday. And this was yesterday, but I will, there's no other way to describe it other than to say I woke up just downright sad. Just sad. Completely sad. Sad for no reason. No reason at all. I had a good night's sleep. And I actually went into the bathroom when everybody was awake. We all kind of woke at the same time. My son, my wife, myself. And we were all out on the couch, and he was watching his Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and he's smiling and laughing, and I'm pretending to smile and pretending to laugh. And I said, i got to use the bathroom. I go in the bathroom. I didn't have to use the bathroom. I cried. Cried my eyes out. All alone. Cried all alone. And what's worse of all is this day, yesterday, Sunday, was supposed to be an extremely special day. Because... At 10.30 in the morning, which was only a couple hours later, I was to get in my car and go pick up my two beautiful children from my ex-wife's house. By the way, put two and two together, and it all seems to make sense now. I had to go see that animal. 
Uh, it could be very, a lot of times it's easy where I could just pull up, beep the horn, the kids come out. But if they don't hear me and they're not answering my text, I got to go up to that door. And of course, I'm worrying about all of that stuff and they don't answer me. So by the way, I had to go up to the door, but all that stuff makes me sick beforehand and I'm probably subconsciously thinking about the fact that now I have to face this woman. I don't realize it at the time, but that's probably what I'm dealing with internally and that's what's setting me off and literally making me depressed, the stress of dealing with that stuff. But nevertheless, my wife finally realized that something wasn't right and she asked me if everything was okay and I didn't tell her I was sad. I didn't tell her I was crying. I didn't even use the words depressed. I told her, I said, I'm just confused. And she says to me, well, what are you confused about, babe? And I said, I I just, I don't know. I said, I'm just confused over the fact that every time I think I'm better, I'm just not. And she says, well, what do you mean by that? I said, I don't know. I just want to wake up one day or one week or one month and just have a symptom-free day or symptom-free week or symptom-free month and not have to feel this way. And it's not woe is me. It's just this damn disorder. It's this damn disorder, this bipolar disorder. There is no rhyme or reason for this depression. And it's, 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 it's simple. Depression has a mind of its own. It's like the invasion of depression. The, the depression invades your body and you have no control over it. You know, people can die, animals can die. You could feel sad about those things. But I got to tell you, as sad as one person might feel over the death of another animal or another human being, no matter how close that human being is to you, there is nothing in the world that feels like depression. When you feel so alone, so helpless, so hopeless, and you just can't even control your crying. And I know you all know what I'm speaking about, so I don't have to go any further. It's just the invasion of depression that we have no ability to, to block. No ability to block. So I picked up my children, and I was a nervous wreck, depressed on the way there. But i got to tell you, once they got into the car, and we started to drive back, started to feel better. (laughs) You want to talk about rapid cycling. I started to feel better. I really did. Um, You know, the depression started to lift to some extent. And, you know, what was a very difficult, long, drawn-out, anxious and depressing weekend, thank goodness, started to lift while I was on the way to my sister-in-law's house because at the house was the Sunday event that we had been planning for for quite some time, which was the entire family to be present for the gender reveal of Mr. Joe's next baby that is due. And the gender reveal would be done by a box that had the balloon color inside it, and we would lift it open and open it up, and the balloons would fly out, and we would find it out what it was. And we went... We ate, actually met my wife there, my sister showed up, my niece and my nephew, all the people on my wife's side of the family, and you know what? I I didn't have any social anxiety. It was actually a pretty good day. I found myself to be incredibly tired throughout the entire 
time that I was there, a lot of yawning. Um, I think I was just completely, utterly, physically exhausted. Just exhausted from the weekend and from the emotional roller coaster that I was going through. But nevertheless, it was a good day. So we, uh, we got all our champagne glasses. And of course, Mr. Joe had an apple cider glass with all the kids. We all went in the backyard. We got it on videotape. Um, my wife and I went over to the box. My two older children actually wanted to videotape it, which they did. And we called my little guy Mickey over to help open the box, which he really didn't get his hand on it. He kind of just didn't understand. Everybody was screaming at him, open the box, open the box. And he's just like listening to everybody, not really sure what to do. So my wife pulled the box open and her reaction was better than anything I could have ever imagined because her excitement the excitement on her face when she opened those boxes only to see pink balloons fly into the air to reveal the fact that we would now be having a beautiful baby girl. So I will have one of, two of each, two boys, two girls, and it was an extremely exciting, beautiful day. And I got to tell you, Mr. Joe feels absolutely blessed. So in the end, we actually had a really great day. So I, I figured I'd report on that as well, because this was quite a depressing podcast, if you really think about it. The invasion of depression, it just never, it, 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 knows, it knows no boundaries. We have no control over it. We never know when it's coming. And if we do, there are, there are these triggers that give us these warnings that, really don't allow us to stop it anyway. So whatever way you're going to get hit with it, it's going to really stink. And Mr. Joe got hit with it this weekend. But ultimately, the invasion of depression ended up with a blessing towards the end of Sunday. So that was great. And I'm just, I feel very blessed. So even with all of that, Mr. Joe feels blessed, and I'm just happy to report that to my podcast audience. So I hope you enjoyed that. And of course, in a couple of days, Mr. Joe will be back. If you are interested in reaching out to Mr. Joe, you could always write to me at MrJoeBP at Yahoo.com. Or, of course, you could reach out to me and find me on Twitter at MrBipolarJoe. Other than that, I will leave you with this. If you are living with a mental illness and you are doing well, I ask you to continue to work hard. If you love someone, if you care about somebody with a mental illness or an addiction, please do your best to support that person in the best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, I ask that you keep battling as hard as you can. And most importantly, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Everybody have a great day. I'll see you again real soon.